Welcome to the Poke Chat Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Casey. And we're going to be going episode by episode through the Pokemon anime, animated series. Mm-hmm. This is We're watching the Netflix series, where they call it the Indigo League. Yeah, Indigo League. So Pokemon Indigo League. And we just watched season one, episode one, Pokemon, I Choose You. Yep. I guess to start things off, neither of us have followed the anime in decades. Yeah, so I remember watching all of this when I was a kid, and I know I had seen all of this particular series for Pokemon, um, because I grew up with it, so this was definitely an integral part of my childhood, like, to the point where, um, whenever we would go on car trips anywhere, to the grocery store, to the library, whatever, um, on vacation even, we would play the Pokemon soundtrack in the car. We had the CD... For wow. the Pokemon. Yeah. That's... So we had the Pokemon theme song, the poker rap. So, like, all of these songs are part of my childhood. Your mom must have loved that. Oh, she absolutely did. She was into it, too. <laughs> no, so, like, my mom and my dad, my aunt, my uncle, we all got into the Pokemon card game. We all played the video games. That's um, really cool. That was, that like, is, whenever. Yeah. That was really cool. <laughs> whenever my aunt and uncle would come over, because um, they, would, they would often come over and, and, like, stay with us for, like, a week at a time. Yeah. Um, my uncle would bring his Nintendo 64 because my uncle was huge into video games. Mm-hmm. And we would play the Pokemon... Um, oh, what was it? Pokemon Stadium? Yeah, Pokemon Stadium. Thank you. Yeah. Pokemon Stadium for the Nintendo 64. And that was... We, we absolutely loved the mini games. We didn't really do the Pokemon battling as much. Like, we did do that, but it was all about the mini games. That was actually where we developed our strategy for how to play video games as a large group because it was always me and my brother my mom my dad my aunt my uncle and And just having a trade-off right so you have a maximum of four players yeah so what we would do is actually um if you won like if you were the best player you switched off with someone nice so the people who weren't as good playing a game got more practice nice yeah so i played i played pokemon mainly the Game Boy game. I didn't really get into the card game because at the time I was already big into Magic the Gathering and you really can't do two of those at the same time. Mm-hmm. When I played Pokemon Stadium, I played through the single player thing. I thought the mini games were actually kind of silly and juvenile. I was also, yeah. you know, I was 13 at the time. So, you know, Pokemon, the anime especially, was childish and beneath me. Like, I remember seeing it just because Pokemon in 1998 was unavoidable. Mm-hmm. But it was not something I really focused a lot of my time and effort on. Yeah. Pokemon came on every day at 3.30 Central Standard Time. I still remember that detail. Because our TV was not allowed to turn on until Pokemon came on. At 3.30, every day, our TV was switched to Pokemon. That was when you and your brother would just, like, stop what you were doing and just watch. Yeah, it was as long as our homework was done. um, Mom would come out home shortly after the episode. Um, from work, and as long as like you know all of our schoolwork was done for the day, um, we didn't get in trouble for watching Pokemon. <laughs> nice, because we weren't supposed to watch it if we didn't get our schoolwork done, uh-huh. which d- didn't always pan out well. Um, but we were good kids for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Times. this is one of those shows, and we're going to see this as the episodes go on. Mm-hmm. That what happens in each episode is at least somewhat related sometimes to the episode. Like there's. There are, are sagas and right. like, so continuity. Right, so it's a storyline. Right, which yeah. when I was growing up, you know, that you'd find like, you know, one or two or three-parter episodes, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't really get like the whole season was a chain of events from point A to point B as much. Like, right. You know, 
have Batman would fight the Riddler, and then Batman would fight the Joker, and then Batman would fight Two-Face, and then you might get a two-part episode where he's fighting Clayface. I feel like even though they still have that A to B storyline where you're going from point to point to point, they did a very good job of... Um, especially with the narrator, like the narration yeah. on it, like, you know, where will we find our Pokemon trainers today? And they make it where you can pick up on any episode. This one starts off with Ash is a 10-year-old, and he's ready to become a Pokemon master. Right. So we start off after a very brief callback to the Game Boy games, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Ash is in his bedroom watching the game, watching the dog fights. <laughs> Watching a Pokemon watching, battle. Watching a Pokemon battle. <laughs> watching two animals be pit against each other. And luckily this ends fairly bloodlessly because the Nidoran attacks with the horn drill. And, oh, but Gengar just got out of the way. <laughs> and then Gengar uses hypnosis. And the Pokemon just sort of falls yeah. asleep. Which is, I would feel like falling asleep and fainting are relatively similar actions. Similar, but, um, but with, in the Pokemon universe, fainting is very clearly, like, this Pokemon has no energy left. They are unable to do anything. You need to take them to a Pokemon doctor to get them fixed up. Whereas falling asleep is, oh, well, you know, they're just asleep now and they can wake up at any point. Right. I guess I didn't think that we were going to go into, like, the dog fighting aspect of Pokemon. I'm sorry, there's, <laughs> you've got to make at least some commentary over the fact that Pokemon is... We've taken animals and we are pitting them against each other right. for sport. I guess so, yeah. And yeah, it's fairly bloodless, but it's also relatively... I mean, so I guess we'll, we'll get to it in this episode. Mm-hmm. But so Ash is watching the Pokemon battle, mm-hmm. the perfectly safe and legal and, you know, nothing's right. wrong with this. Po- sanctioned Pokemon the, battle. On a live <laughs> television channel. It does bring up a, a good point of the fact that in this series and in the games, you do have Pokemon death. It's not very common. Right. Usually it's your Pokemon faints, you heal them, they're good. But there is a death aspect in this game, which, you know, arguably that's important for um, children to learn about at that age. Like, that is the right age to be learning about the Mm. facts of life and death. A lot of Pokemon trainers in this universe are using Pokemon to protect themselves, to capture more Pokemon, but there's... Yeah, it's strange. It's it's it's, it's ent- an entirely different culture. It is, an and it's a culture that world. does revolve entirely around Pokemon and Pokemon battling as a means to do pretty much everything. And in the game yeah. world, like it makes a certain amount of sense that Pokemon would be everything because the game is Pokemon. That is literally the name of the game. Right. So everything you do in the game is going to revolve around Pokemon. Yeah. I remember in these first ones, it seems like later on you have regular animals, but I feel like you see just like random birds flying around. Yeah. It's not necessarily like an identifiable Pokemon, but something to keep in mind in Pokemon world is Pokemon is synonymous with animal in this world. Yeah. Pokemon are the animals of this world, which means that you're going to have predatory animals prey animals and also you have people who are not vegetarian people eat these pokemon if you actually look at the original pokedex entries for farfetch'd and yeah. slowpoke yeah. both of them contain information about cooking the pokemon like yeah. farfetch'd is commonly cooked with the leek that it, that it carries yeah yeah well you do have some predatory pokemon the big climax of this episode is Ash and Pikachu getting chased by the swarm of Spearows, mm-hmm. and they don't seem to be doing it out of some territorial thing. They were just trying to it, kill it, that Pikachu and his trainer 
out of a grudge. Right. It, it seemed definitely defensive at first. What I find interesting is the Spiros remind me a lot of mockingbirds. Oh? So, yeah. Um, have you ever run in not, like, I mean, I've, with mockingbirds? I'm not face-to-face. <laughs> okay. Um, I've, I've had a few. <laughs> okay. They're relatively common around here. So when I was growing up, we actually had a mockingbird in our backyard. Mm-hmm. And anytime we would walk from the front yard to the backyard, this mockingbird would attack us because we were in its territory. <laughs> its nest was very high up in this tree. Like, this tree was 30 foot tall. Right. You know, this really tall oak tree in our yard. And its nest was at the very top of it because we would see it swoop down. But even being on the ground, it perceived us as a threat. So yeah. it has a very large territory area. And it will attack you. It doesn't care how big you are. It doesn't care if you can swat it out of the air. How far would it chase you, though? Like, Pretty far. Because that's the like, thing about the end of this a... episode is, yeah, okay, Ash runs from that tree and right. then, like, you know, manages to get, like, he jumps off of a cliff and gets onto a bicycle and rides away. Like, so we've well, passed yeah. a river, passed, like, several... You're also talking about um, swarm mentality, too, because not necessarily birds to my knowledge but i know like bees and wasps will chase you very far just to get you as far away as they can the identification of pokemon as animals is going to be a very like where, where are the differences because right we do end up with all of these pokemon seem smart enough to understand some level of speech yeah you know when ash is standing there at the end saying hey come and get me you birds i'm gonna take you all out right. the birds are sort of they're hovering in place, which is interesting. But yeah. they are waiting for him to finish his dramatic speech, which, you know, most regular birds don't care what sounds a human is making. Right. And another thing is, is Pikachu very clearly understands English, too. Like, he we just, don't know how old Pikachu is or how long he's been exposed to humans. Um, right. We know that he can't talk, but we, we definitely see that he understands English um, or whatever language they are speaking in the Pokemon world. We can go with English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching the English dub. That counts. Right. <laughs> Pokemon understand humans. That's that's, that's the, the point, point. I'm yeah. making. <laughs> they talk like humans. Yeah. Where were we? Ash, you know, is uh, watching the battle. Right. And then he has to, instead of going to bed, his mom makes him watch the educational preview mm-hmm. that Professor Oak puts out. Yeah. Which is, here are the three starters, Bulbasaur, Squirtle, and Charmander. And that's really all we learn about them. There's no, right. like, like, he might, does he mention that what types they are? I don't think he even says that. I don't think so, no. I think he's just, it's like, just like this tiny little I guess because the show kind of like the TV, the Pokemon, the anime that we are watching, which has a show inside of it, mm-hmm. skips over most of the show inside of it. Right. Um, the TV show that Ash is watching and this TV show that yeah. we're watching. <laughs> so then Ash goes to sleep and dreams about the Pokemon and accidentally ends up dreaming about throwing a Pokeball and instead ends up throwing his Pokeball-shaped alarm clock. It's a Voltorb. Which is also shaped like a Pokeball. <laughs> but it's very obviously a Voltorb. It is. Um, it's totally the size of a Pokeball, though. Like an expanded Pokeball. Oh, yeah. And I think that's part of the point of it. Why they made it that way. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. Obviously, we've caught up with the, the technology of the Pokedex, but we don't have expanding Pokeball technology, and I feel that's like true. we need that now. Ash wakes up and is late to the ceremony. I don't know. Because there's two things. First yeah. off, he says, tomorrow I'll be 10 years old and old enough to get my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. But also, apparently, so are all the other kids turning 10 on the same day. So I'm thinking that it's not that all the kids are turning 10 on the same day. I'm thinking Ash just happened to turn 10 on, on the that. Eve of... Right. So he just barely qualified for it. 
I because see. Ash does seem to be a bit younger than the other kids too. Like Gary's quite a bit taller, and he seems a little bit more, oddly enough, a little bit more mature than Ash. Uh, okay, in one one manner of speaking, yeah. Arguably, a tiny, yeah. just a little, just a teeny tiny bit. Okay. <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> and so he runs out. And there he meets Gary, mm -hmm. the professor's grandson, and town hero slash jerk. Gary, Gary, he's our man. <laughs> that was spot on. Way to go. <laughs> I've seen that episode a lot, okay? Okay. <laughs> Mostly as a child. But... Well, I feel like this will not be the last time we see Gary's cheerleaders. Probably not. I do think they show up a couple times after. I don't think the whole town follows him from, you know, village to village or whatever. But... No, but he does have a fan club. <laughs> yeah. We pointed out while we were watching it, the mm -hmm. huge crowd that greets Gary and then leaves as Gary leaves. Right. There's a, a smaller gonna, crowd of neighbors. Yeah, we'll come back to when Ash gets his Pokemon, maybe. But mm -hmm. yeah, there's a smaller crowd of neighbors when Ash comes outside that are waiting for him, led by his mom, which is kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Because he's 10 years old now and take care of himself, so he's going to go off and wander the streets like a vagrant. Right. I feel like <laughs> it's similar to graduations that we have here. Any graduation, you're going from being just in a lower position to a higher position. Right. Um, and that's something to celebrate. So, like, any time... I feel like we do have a lot more graduations now than we did when I was younger. But then again, I was homeschooled, so I really yeah, You didn't don't. have that many graduations as homeschooled, did you? No, I really no? didn't. It wasn't a thing. It was just like, oh, okay, well, you're in fifth grade math and second grade English. And <laughs> I was really good at math. Good for you. Yeah. When I was going through, I might have had an elementary school graduation and I know I had the middle school graduation but you know that thing from the Incredibles where they're like he's going from the sixth grade into the seventh grade or whatever mm -hmm. we didn't do that but I feel like in this universe being 10 years of age and going through this you know you get your first Pokemon thing like I feel like that's a graduation of sorts in the Pokemon world which explains why she would have the neighbors and yeah. potential friends and family gathered to well, send, send Ash off he is now leaving town like he is yeah. No longer under his mom's care at 10 years old. That is that is quite interesting and definitely shows how different the Pokemon world is from our culture. A 10-year-old is just set to go from town to town by himself. Yeah. I mean, I've got a little sister that's 12. I can't imagine setting her into the world, like even with a Pokemon, even with a powerful... Right. Yeah. You're like... 12, here's a fire-breathing lizard. <laughs> We trust you. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Here's a fire salamander. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Go catch some more. <laughs> Bring them back so we can see. <laughs> and there's there's also something to be said for like the differences because there's obviously different occupations. Like not everyone is striving to be a Pokemon master, and I feel like it's right. like the difference of obviously like not everyone's an athlete in our yeah. culture and not everyone is striving to be an Olympic grade athlete just for an example that's true so you do have also people who would get a Pokemon and settle down on the farm or not even have a personal Pokemon but it, I think Ash's mom ends up with a Machamp at one point or, or Machoke at some point 
um, to help. I know that she ends up with a Mr. Mime. Yes, I do remember that. But that is the other thing. She doesn't have a partner Pokemon at this point. Right. Which you would almost expect. She would have her own partner and Ash is going to get his now. Right. And leave town. Ash's mom doesn't have a partner Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So we, apparently not everyone gets one. Just like here, your tan have a Pokemon. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's it's specifically you have to go and request one, which Professor Oak was obviously expecting Ash and yeah. knew Ash was late. So it's something that they would would have had to schedule in advance. Yeah, but it does also seem like Professor Oak knows who Ash is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, you'd expect everyone in town would know who Professor Oak was, but you wouldn't necessarily. You wouldn't expect him to know everyone in the right. town necessarily. It's obviously a small town, but. I feel like it's yeah. a little bit bigger than the town in the video game, which is oh, absolutely. two houses two and houses a professor's lab. Yeah. <laughs> professor's lab. <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely bigger than in the video games. I think that the town, in the in quotes, in the video games was... It's a joke. That's not a town. There's no it's, way. That is... It's it's a Game Boy game. Cabin in the Woods. This is all they needed to have, so that's all right. they put in the game. <laughs> which, we can't render a whole town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they render some fairly large towns later on. But they do, yeah. yeah. But even even the the large towns aren't that big. Yeah, I mean, relatively. Relatively in the in the early games, for sure. Yeah, we kind of did gloss over the part where Ash goes into the professor's lab where he was expected, <laughs> and he finds out that everyone has taken all the Pokemon. I still think Professor Oak was being very mean at that instance. Oh, yeah. Because why else would you <laughs> well, stand there and say, well, here's these three Pokemon. Now open these balls and find out they're empty. <laughs> so here's my question, though, is because he points out it was taken by another Poke- by a trainer. Mm-hmm. So Gary took one. Right. He says it's the best, but he doesn't say what it was. Mm-hmm. Do you think he took one of the main three starters, or do you think he took something special and different. I'm pretty sure he starts out with a Bulbasaur, doesn't he? I, I haven't followed this, so you might remember If I that remember correctly, he starts out with a Bulbasaur. I might be wrong about that, but I think that's what he chose. But I do remember Gary getting one of those starters, and then later on, I'm not sure if it's this series or a different one, but I know later on he does acquire an Eevee as well. Right. And that Eevee becomes his main Pokemon for a while, too. I know that in the video game, Pokemon Yellow, which was supposedly based off of the anime more so, but it was still obviously bolted onto the structure of the original video games. Right. Gary, or you know, your rival, whatever you choose to name him. Of course. <laughs> and my grandson, Oak's grandson. What was my grandson's name again? Oh yeah, Fartface. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fartface starts off with an Eevee. Wow. And then, depending on how you do with the rival battles, because you battle him once <laughs> at you know in the lab, and then once again, if you go the detour way to the Pokemon right. League before you're ready to go, and what you do there determines who he'll evolve an Eevee into. So you could actually like fudge those battles to make him have either a Vaporeon, Flareon, or a Jolteon. Yeah. I don't think I ever knew that. But then again, yeah. my source was um, the Nintendo Magazine. What did they call that? Nintendo Power? Yes, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was like my only source of knowledge, and I didn't have the subscription, so I had to borrow my brother's, who didn't always let me borrow his stuff, because that's what siblings are for. See, you know, my mom would never have let that fly. Yeah, your mom's cooler than my mom. Well, was. My mom's pretty cool now. Your mom is pretty cool. Your mom is pretty cool now. My mom is yeah. still just as cool as she used to be. I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> she knew how to handle brothers. Is what it, like, I don't think it's a matter of her being a cool mom so much as her just being a, look, there's three of you. I'm not buying you all three a subscription to the same magazine you're going to have to share. Yeah. My brother and I were both considered very intelligent, but my brother was, I feel nurtured more than I, but that could just be like younger sibling bias. I don't know. As an older sibling, I'm going to assume I'm going to assure you that it was younger sibling bias. You, you think <laughs> <laughs> you got all the cool stuff like dinosaur books, and I got like ballet stuff. They treated me like a girl. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> I won't treat you like a girl after, at all. <laughs> I don't know. I just like I feel there's. I'm going to go into like the the gender bias of raising children. I yeah. hate that girls' toys girls toys in quotes are girls toys in quotes yeah um like everything has to be branded in pink and everything's about being beautiful and um i feel like we're, we're steering away from this which i'm actually glad of yeah. um but like used to you you didn't nurture intelligence or anything in, in females so much well um, it's interesting to note that you know in this series i guess you have misty mm -hmm. showing up uh, obviously in this episode right but like you know I don't know, my, my, my perception of that early ceremony, and this mm -hmm. may just be my own bias as a boy, was that all the kids who arrived earlier, all the trainers, I don't know mm -hmm. if the professor said anything, mm -hmm. but I feel like they were all boys that were taking the Pokemon. It, that's very possible. Um, because he doesn't mention it, I always I always thought, you know, consider the, the possibility that some of the trainers could be girls. Yeah. But I feel like there is very much a lack of balance there. I feel like there's more male trainers than female trainers. But I do like the representation of female trainers, yeah. including Misty and her sisters. And the fact that Misty is not one of the main gym leaders, but or at least in the, the anime series she's not. But the fact that she is a gym leader, she is portrayed as, as a strong competent female. Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Right. And I think that both the series and obviously the game it's based off of has a fairly good mix of male and female gym leaders. Yeah. So it's not just like, oh, to be a tough trainer, you've got to be a guy, you know, because you get, right. like, the hardest trainer in that first game, in mm -hmm. my experience, was Sabrina. Yeah. Who, she was one of my favorite characters growing up, too. I absolutely yeah. loved Sabrina. I did like Misty, too, as, you know, one of the main characters. You know, she was just a cool character to look up to or a cool character to identify at, uh, with. But I, uh, I really, really liked Sabrina. Partly because she was kind of creepy, but, you know, also after she became not just, like, the depressed weirdo, but after she starts laughing and she snaps back to reality, she still has that cool calm about her. She still yeah. seems like a very strong character. And I, I liked that about her. I, thought, I felt like she was very well-rounded. Yeah. I've got a lot of thoughts about the Sabrina mm -hmm. episodes of Pokemon, and I'm going to yeah. wait until we get to them, I think. Absolutely, yeah. I think we but, should wait. Yeah, but just in terms of there's a lot of... Gender diversity in the Pokemon thing. And, yeah. You know, you know I've, I've, I laughed with you, I think, on one of the test episodes mm -hmm. about, are you a boy or a girl? Yeah. <laughs> that isn't actually in the first game. In the first game, you're a boy. Right. Or you're a gender neutral, but you're, you're, you're a boy. <laughs> Let's face it, yeah. you know. And your rival is very much, I think in all of them, really, your rival's gender is set. You don't, I guess, some of the newer ones, like if you pick a boy, then they, you're, and they're not really your rival at that point. They're just like your partner. Interesting. In some of the later games, but yeah. like you know, so it's like because they have a boy model and a girl model, mm -hmm. and if you play as the boy, then the girl is your best friend, kind of thing. Okay. And then there's a third person who is the rival who shows up no matter which one you are. 
But yeah, this one doesn't didn't actually have the are you a boy or a girl. It was just it was just here's your character, <laughs> go. So he shows up, and I guess my question was, are there exactly three more kids in the town, plus maybe a fourth one for Gary if he got like a super special one? I don't think there's that many specific kids in the town. I believe that was specifically like what they'd prepared for for that particular class. But do you think they'd only so, prepared for for three of them? Like well, so. There's three Pokemon that the the Professor Oak prepared. Right. It's possible that there was a standby list. Uh-huh. So, like, you have this particular graduation to being a Pokemon trainer, and uh-huh. Ash was late, and so his spot was given to someone else. Hmm. That makes and sense. It would definitely yeah. explain why there wasn't enough Pokemon prepared. Were there only, like, one of each? Well, that's what it certainly seemed like. Okay. I mean, otherwise, don't you think he would have pulled out another set of, another, of starters? Ash would have emptied out like a hundred different Pokeballs, and nope, these are all empty. <laughs> it makes sense. Professor Oak only had three Pokeballs on the table and three starter Pokemon. You know, the three starter Pokemon. So it right. makes me wonder if that is part of the going off into the world Pokemon ceremony. Like, it is. there are three Pokemon per Pokemon graduation, whatever we're calling it, and only three people are normally able to 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 do this right interesting okay so even though professor oak was being so mean he did ash a favor by giving him a pokemon that day yeah he, he opens up the top secret lightning bolt decorated pokeball because <laughs> like, the other ones have i'm I feel assuming like that was like a warning like this is yeah. an electric pokemon yeah be careful <laughs> and it's like oh what kind of pokemon is that oh you'll see yeah <laughs> That was... Uh, Oh, oh, he's cute. You'll see. Yeah. (laughs) Their voices. This is the first episode, and like the first episode Mm -hmm. of any animated series or really anything where you're going to have a voice, you're going to notice a lot of differences, but just... Right. It is so drastic, the voice that Ash has and the voice that the professor has. Yeah. I guess those are the only two... Misty. Misty sounded all right. Misty sounded normal. Ash's mom sounded pretty normal. Something important to point out, though, in voice acting is, and you see this like in, in a lot of popular series, the voice actors aren't set in the roles because they haven't practiced those voices, and right. they become more comfortable doing the voices. The voices will change slightly, but they'll get into that role a little bit better. So I think that's expected with any series. Yeah. So we end up with Professor Oak pulling out the Pikachu and saying, well, it's a, not the best Pokemon, but... And Ash just loves it, I guess, at first sight, because he's finally got his own Pokemon. Yeah. He's desperate. Yeah, that's really cool. I have a Pokemon now. Oh, my God. Because you can tell he's been dreaming of that day for a long time, and he, mm-hmm. at that point, didn't care. He just wanted a Pokemon. Pikachu, meanwhile, does not want a trainer. Pikachu and doesn't want anything to do with anyone. Pikachu is a self-sufficient <laughs> Pokemon. Pikachu is an independent <laughs> yellow mouse, and he don't need no man. You know, that's something interesting. They call Pikachu an electric mouse Pokemon, but yeah. Pikachu reminds me of a cat. Personality-wise, yeah. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. <laughs> Pikachu reminds me a lot of our cat. Yeah. For those of you at home, Casey just gestured at our cat, who has the, pretty much the same scowling look of, who are you? Don't touch me. Why have you touched me? If I could destroy you with a bolt of lightning right now, I would. <laughs> Oh, she totally would. <laughs> yeah, just never give our cat electric powers. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. I don't think we would survive. <laughs> <laughs> she 
She's a sweetie when she wants to be, though. So, like, the next thing that happens in the episode is after Pikachu introduces himself by electrocuting Ash and the professor, is Ash takes him outside to meet the, the crowd of onlookers, mm-hmm. and Pikachu electrocutes the whole crowd. Right. For no apparent reason. Yeah. I feel like Pikachu was okay with Ash's mom. And then Ash's mom made a comment about Pikachu, and so Pikachu is very angry and electrocuted everyone. But I still feel like Pikachu thought that was Ash's fault, because Pikachu, further into the series, always seems to love Ash's mom more than Ash. Yeah, maybe I'm remembering it wrong, but I feel mm-hmm. like Ash picked Pikachu up and was holding him, saying, we're going to go off on our journey now. And Was that what that is? I think that was okay. what set him off. And so... With the reminder from the professor that rubber gloves that your mom packed block electricity, <laughs> which I don't feel like Pikachu's electricity is going just through the hands. It's like an all-encompassing field that's taking yeah. out like a crowd of people. <laughs> His hands will be fine, but the rest of them is going to still be charred. <laughs> <laughs> you tell you the next time you see him, Ash has the rubber gloves on and he is dragging Pikachu with the laundry line. <laughs> so which, bad. Yeah. Pikachu Poor just Pikachu. Got, I have like because uh, I I feel like I have taken our cat for a walk. Oh yeah, she doesn't walk on a leash. Um, nope. Because we we had she does enjoy walks though. Yeah. We would put her on a harness and put her on a leash. She won't walk on it. She hates the harness. Mm-hmm. But she will gladly sit on your shoulder. Yeah. Much like a parrot, while you walk. <laughs> yep. And she doesn't she doesn't mind the harness and leash so much as long as she is on your shoulder. Can't but, hold her. You, know, you can steady her with your hand. Don't hold her. Don't try to hold her. Just let her sit there on her own. What of a dog sitting there, just sitting, and just being dragged along. Just like, no, I'm not going with you. Yeah. I'm not going with you. I'm not going with I you. I see people do that. And I'm just like, just pick up your dog, please. Because yeah. dragging an animal is not okay. Yeah. But here we are with Ash dragging, dragging his a brand Pikachu. new Pikachu and wondering why Pikachu doesn't like him. That's not okay, Ash! <laughs> yeah, so Pikachu just goes off to a tree to have a nap while Ash tries to catch Pokemon on his own, <laughs> which is a thing that happens in the games. Yeah, you totally can. You go in the it's Safari not Zone. Easy, but... Well, you can go in the Safari Zone and yeah, you throw, and rocks, throw at rocks at Pokemon. <laughs> and that's how you catch them, yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't work out for Ash. So Ash fails to catch a Pidgey, which is supposed to be the easiest and gentlest Pokemon to catch. <laughs> And then he mistakenly throws a rock at a Spearow, mm-hmm. which decides that was not cool. Mm-hmm. The Spearow looks at Pikachu and gets jealous of the Pikachu. Right, he starts just attacking Ash, and then he attacks Pikachu in the tree when he spots Pikachu. And the Pokedex says, oh, wild Pokemon are jealous of Pokemon that have trainers. Does that which, Pokedex just have eyes? I think so. <laughs> the big blue light that keeps lighting up, I always looked at that and thought that was supposed to be like a camera or something like that. It's like facing a three, the wrong way. It's a 360-degree camera. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it could be, yeah. Yeah. It explains why it's bulbous. But it doesn't. that doesn't explain to me, you know, that Spearow is jealous of Pikachu's trainer, but Pikachu doesn't seem to care much about, about having a trainer. Like, Pikachu doesn't seem to think that having a trainer is all that great. Right. So... I'm not sure how much I trust that. Well, personalities differ, so you can yeah. say the average Pokemon. That's true. Would prefer to have a trainer, despite the fact that they always seem to try to break out of their Pokeballs. Yeah. Yeah. So, then we end up with the Spearow calling for help. Mm-hmm. You end up with a whole <laughs> swarm of Spearows mm-hmm. chasing after that Pikachu and then Ash together. They run. 
into Misty, who we had the subtitles on, and the, the subtitles identified her as woman. <laughs> which I didn't notice that. that. Yeah, she does not have a name in this first episode because you know she's not introduced. Ash just sort of runs by her. Yeah. So we know well, that she's Misty because she fishes him out of the water. <laughs> yeah, she fishes him out of the water, and he's she's like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? And he's like, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. You better take that Pokemon to the hospital. Which is get, what you, you call it? Yeah. You better take that Pokemon. Get that Pokemon taken care of. What you mean, like a hospital? Yeah, a yeah. hospital for Pokemon. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Don't you, you want to be a Pokemon you, master? Who are you? How do you not know? How this? do you not know that there are Pokemon? I guess there wasn't there wasn't a Pokemon center in Ashertown. You just had to take it to the professor or to your mom, I guess. Yeah. So she tells Ash that Pokemon hospitals exist in a kind of vague way, but points him to them, and he steals her bicycle in return. Mm-hmm. He basically said, I, "I made this comment to you while we were watching it, but it's the Shrek line of don't worry, I will repay you one day.'" Unless I can't find you or if I forget. That's totally how that scene reads to me is, you know. Yeah. I'm taking your bike. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I, I might give it back. Who knows? Yeah. I, I promise I'll pay you, you back one day. But, like, you know, how is, he doesn't know this girl's name. Yeah. She's just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she does have a very distinctive look, which is, I'm sure, yeah. helpful. That's true. But, um, yeah, that would be, it would be difficult to find her. Yep, and he immediately crashes her bicycle. Did he, like, take it over a jump? I kind of missed why it crashed. I think he did, yeah. Okay, and then it just, but it just, it crashed, and right. Pikachu falls out, and Pikachu has been pecked at by the Spearow before he got into the bicycle. Right. And so when the bicycle crashes, Pikachu is just lying limp on the ground, and it's very sad, and... Ash crawls over to the Pikachu and the music gets all low and Somber. Pikachu's life bar is blinking red. <laughs> <laughs> so Ash stands in front of the Spearow and promises that he will capture and train them all. Or capture and defeat them all. That was the one that... <laughs> yeah, capture and defeat. In that order. <laughs> I'm going to capture you and then beat you up, Spearow, even though you're my Pokemon at that but... point in my responsibility. You know, and even when I was a kid, catch them all. Like, gotta catch them all. I guess I wasn't a kid when this, I was 13. But even oh, when it was still okay. new, gotta catch them all didn't mean you have to catch every Spearow that you that exists in the no, world. one of each. You have to create yeah. your collection. Yeah, you gotta catch one of each. Catch all 150 Pokemon. I'm so glad it's not the Pokemon slogan anymore. Yeah. It's so impossible. Oh, gosh. There's... <laughs> 700 and f- how many Pokemon are there now? I don't know. It's we need a, to Google that. Like, we are now Googling how many Pokemon there are. <laughs> Here's a list of Pokemon on Wikipedia. 807 fictional species of collectible monsters, each having unique designs and skills. I cannot imagine. We were at the Pokemon store earlier today, mm-hmm. and there was one of the new ones that you saw that you didn't recognize. Yeah. yeah and like, I don't think I could recognize all of them Mm-mm. myself. Yeah, like this one here that popped up as the result when I Googled. Like, I have no idea what that is. I don't think that's a real Pokemon. I don't believe that. I, I'm so confused. But, like, it has that anime style. But So, yeah, we're going to stick with the original 151 for right now. <laughs> you know, just in terms of the show. Yeah. There's 150 according to that, to that song at the end. But Ash has decided he's going to be a real completionist and subjugate all non-human life on the planet. <laughs> He stands up and makes his big speech, and that's when that Pikachu decides that that Ash has earned his respect. Have we decided this? Is Pikachu a a he or a she? I don't think we've decided that. I'm not sure if it's actually important. Pikachu's just an it? There's that that one, I think it was one of the movies that 
they Did just teased yeah. where it, where it talked and it was a female. Well, it's a, it's a high. I mean, the voice Pikachu's voice mm-hmm. in this series is done by a woman too. Right. So, I'm not sure if that actually because the the Pikachu talking in the movie even is mm-hmm. played as it's almost not clear whether that's actually Pikachu speaking or us having a hallucination. Right. There's also the thought that when they added male and female Pokemon to certain games, they ended up doing the Pikachu with the heart-shaped tail. Right. Ash's Pikachu is a male yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, if you go by that, Ash's Pikachu would have to be a male Pikachu. Okay. There you go. But then again, all of this the Pikachus b- you see in the first series would have to be male Pikachus because they all had that same tail shape. Yeah. And that's true, I think, through several of the series because it was a lot later on that they started to add the male-female variations to Pokemon. Yeah. So, but this is the point in which Ash's Pikachu decides that Ash has earned their respect. Yeah. We're going to go with the gender <laughs> non-specific they. <laughs> and so Pikachu, who had at this point just been lying prone, is so inspired by Ash's act. Because he stands in front of all these Spiro mm-hmm. and just holds his arm out and he's like, come and get me. Like he's going to punch all the Spiro that come at him. Or like, what? I don't know what he's planning on doing other than just sacrificing himself so that the Pikachu can lay prone behind him. He seems just as surprised as the Spiro do when Pikachu jumps over his shoulder. He is, you know, Pikachu right. jumps off his shoulder and he goes, what? Well, I think he was trying to make himself a target so nothing would happen to Pikachu because at that point Pikachu was pretty badly beaten up. Right. Pikachu jumps up and manages to harness a bolt of lightning from the stormy skies, which I guess we didn't mention it, but it's been storming this whole chase. Right. Not the whole chase, but... um you know, since the somber music started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's sad, so it must rain. So, quick question. Then. Do you think that Pikachu, while he was lying there prone, was actually trying to focus and create a thunderstorm? Or do you think that that is just a coincidental thunderstorm? That is actually a good question, because that <laughs> is a potential move for that, that Pokemon. Yeah, so. he, you know, he was just working really hard to harness up the biggest, baddest thunderbolt, <laughs> and then he just unleashes it on this whole storm of Spiros. It's a good question. The Spiros are seemingly vaporized. I don't think we actually see what happened to the Spears. They're just gone when the storm clears a second later. Yeah. The bicycle is toasted somehow. The bicycle is just a complete burnt crisp of a bicycle, which doesn't make Absolutely any sense. Absolutely charred, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Ash is fine. Of course. <laughs> Obviously Pikachu is much better now. He's, he's now being carried by Ash, and he's okay with being carried, partly because he's so tired. And this is basically the end of the episode. The narrator tells us that we will have many more magical adventures in this world of excitement and danger and <laughs> evil and good. And catch us next week. And so I think that's where we're going to leave you too. Is uh, This has been a little bit of a rambly first episode, but... If you guys but liked it, it was the first episode, so it was whatever. A, it was the first episode, yeah. So, if you guys liked it, feel free to try and catch us. We're going to be on Twitter at PokeChat Show. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. I'm going to try and get a link onto other podcast services soon. So, we'll catch you guys next week. See you next week.